I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, Ross Barber. And Marcia Novelli. And today on the show, we have Kaylin West from Tiny Stills with us. Hey, Kaylin, how's it going? Hi, guys. How are you today? We're good. We hear yeah. it's hot in LA. It is actually really hot in LA. And I just closed all my windows because it sounds really good us. to close the windows. <laughs> and uh, it's hot. And I'm wearing flannel because it looks good. So I, I, I just don't know what I'm doing with my life is what I <laughs> But yes. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hi. So, well, so right off the bat, we like to ask you three things about yourself that everyone should know. But I've got a bone to pick with Kaylin before <laughs> she answers this question. Because Kaylin decided yeah. to crowdsource her answer and ask yeah. everyone on Facebook what, what the things that people should know are. So... I would like you to discard any information that you've been given and just just go with your heart. Tell us what's inside. (laughs) Just what's inside. She she cheated the system. Is that cheating? I just I wasn't I wasn't aware of the rules before we started this game. Okay, okay, so so disregarding everyone's answer, um, three things about myself. Um, I like to do everything myself. I'm very hands-on in terms of like the way I approach. I don't know, life or music, you know, in general, just a hands-on person. Um, that's one. Second one, I'm like drawing a blank, which is why I ask people on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, just, okay, so hands-on, I like to, I play a lot of different instruments, things about myself. Like, I, I really just, again, that's probably hands-on. Um, I'm super short, and I... Uh, what, what's super short? I'm 5'2". Five two. Five She's two. shorter than me. Yes. How tall are you? 5'4". Five 5'4"? Four. Five four? Okay. Yeah, I'm 5'6", 5'7". Five, five, Depends on how long I sleep and how much I stretch. <laughs> you know what? That actually makes a difference. How much yeah, you it sleep. It, it yes. actually makes you taller. I know. Like, that's I what I'm know saying. That. I yeah. if I, after that, yoga, I'm 5'7". Before yoga, I'm 5'6". <laughs> like, um, yeah. Um, short and pretty hardworking. I like, I kind of am always doing something. I'm like juggling a lot of things usually. That's me. So what do people on Facebook say about you? We, we can, we can use some really of their answers as well. What they said. I so, did- Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, Ross Barber. And Marcia Novelli. And today on the show, we have Kaylin West from Tiny Stills with us. Hey, Kaylin, how's it going? Hi, guys. How are you today? We're good. We hear yeah. it's hot in LA. It is actually really hot in LA. And I just closed all my windows because it sounds really good us. to close the windows. <laughs> and uh, it's hot. And I'm wearing flannel because it looks good. So I, I, I just don't know what I'm doing with my life is what I <laughs> But yes. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hi. So, well, so right off the bat, we like to ask you three things about yourself that everyone should know. 
but I've got a bone to pick with Kaylin before <laughs> she answers this question because Kaylin decided yeah. to crowdsource her answer and ask yeah. everyone on Facebook what what the things that people should know are. So I would like you to discard any information that you've been given and just just go with your heart. Oh, no. Tell us what's inside. <laughs> just what's inside. She, she cheated the system. Is that cheating? I just I wasn't I wasn't aware of the rules before we started this game. The, okay, okay, so so disregarding everyone's answer. Um, three things about myself. Um, I like to do everything myself. I'm very hands-on in terms of like the way I approach. I don't know, life or music, you know, in general, just a hands-on person. Um, that's one. Second one, I'm like drawing a blank, which is why I ask people on Facebook. <laughs> um, I don't know, just, okay, so hands-on, I like to, I play a lot of different instruments, things about myself. Like, I, I really just, again, that's probably hands-on. Um, I'm super short, and I... Uh, what, what's super short? I'm 5'2". Five two. Five oh, she's two. shorter than me. Yes. How tall are you? 5'4". Five 5'4"? Four. Five four? Okay. Yeah, I'm 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, Depends on how long I sleep and how much I stretch. <laughs> you know what? That actually makes a difference. How much yeah, you it sleep, it, it yes. actually makes you taller. I know. Like, that's I what I'm know saying. That. Yeah. I if I, after that, yoga, I'm 5'7". Before yoga, I'm 5'6". <laughs> um, yeah. Um, short and pretty hardworking. I like, I kind of am always doing something. I'm like juggling a lot of things usually. That's me. So what do people on Facebook say about you? We, we can, we can use some really of their answers as well. really know what they said? I so did see some of them, but share them with everyone. Here's the thing. I, I have a little tablet of things that I wanted to mention. Um, my, <laughs> my old middle school music teacher, Rich Miller, says that I am whimsical, which means... <laughs> Not too serious, um, but also serious, according That's to his... That's such a teacher thing to say. You're new, a whimsical. definition of what he thinks that I am, which is very interesting because he, yeah, he made me cry once and he doesn't know that. Um, <laughs> he does now. <laughs> he does now. Rich Miller, if you're watching, You made me cry once. Um, Mark Wessel, Steve Bone said I was short and diminutive, which, you know, whatever, I agree with that. And that was one of my answers. Um, Will Kennedy, who actually recorded my album, decided to call me audacious, which is a synonym for fearless, but also insolent, which means rude and disrespectful. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, uh, maybe that's just our relationship. You know what I mean? Like, could be just us, but. Well, that's how, that's how I find you. Oh, I mean, I'm kidding. No, Controversial I mean, again. I've definitely said some mean things to you via Twitter, like publicly, you know. Oh, yeah. I thought you were joking. I well, I was, but still can be kind of oh, rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel because it's hot, not because Ross is giving me a hard time. Go so ahead, rub it in. Those uh not made entirely of ants is also how I was described by Phil Woods. Well that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So that, those that is good. Those are a few of my favorites, I think, in terms of what everyone else thinks of me. But yeah. when you already mentioned that you're a multi instrumentalist, um yes. you You've learned a lot of different instruments, which is kind of, uh, like you said, your hands-on. Why leave it to somebody else if you can do it yourself, mm-hmm. right? I, I can completely relate to that. Uh, but you studied at Berkeley. Um, you studied engineering. Yes. And uh, so as a musician, what made you want to go on to the uh, behind-the-scenes technical side of things? Um, when I was... So my first memory of music being something that I was passionate about was when I was listening to my dad's jukebox in our living room and he had um 
Ain't No Mountain High on on it. Like so, so he had all these like these records and stuff. So and I used to push this button like on repeat, and I used to stick my head like in in the middle of the jukebox, like because my head was small enough to fit in the like you know in between those like wooden slats in the middle. So I would like stick my head in there and I would listen to it, and and it was like. I don't think my parents could have thought I was any more strange. Like that's the strangest thing I think you could see like a five-year-old doing. And I think after that, I decided that I really wanted to know more about like the recorded aspect of music because it seemed like the right way to like share what you do. You know, as like a songwriter, I wanted to be able to um, take, take my songs and like make sure that they translated to, you know, everyone who was listening and being able to record them was a huge part of being able to communicate that with other people. So right. I think that, that that was kind of what made me being a songwriter, you know, and, and loving recorded music um, from the get go, really, I think is why I wanted to go into engineering and learn more about that. Cause I love recorded music. I love recording and production and all that stuff so much. Well, I'm completely with you on that. I, I, I do yeah. the exact same thing as a singer-songwriter. I also the production engineering and mixing side of things. And people yeah. actually, I think some people underestimate the creativity that goes into that as well. Uh, right. Whether it's your own music or you're working with another artist, um, it really is a completely creative uh, expression. Um, uh-huh. You know, the way you approach your production or engineering or, or mixing. Especially mixing is my favorite thing, too. I don't know about you. What would you pick out of production, engineering, and mixing? Um, you know you what? I think one. if I have to pick one, I would pick arranging. Um, oh, okay. Because, yeah, yeah. which I think would fall under production, because mm-hmm. when you have a great that's a tough one. There, there's, there's you know, like debate on where. Yeah. Where so I don't, I don't know where that would fall, but, but you know what I mean. Like having a great arrangement and having those instruments kind of fit together in the right way mm-hmm. makes mixing easier. Makes everything. It just, mm-hmm. it's like it's just the huge. It's like the puzzle, you know. And that's what it is. It's like it's like recorded music is a puzzle that you're solving, you know. And you have all these different pieces or textures, like colors or paints, you know. And you get yes. to just make you know, your own kind of, your own art, your own painting with all of these different textures and stuff, which is that, that's like my thing. I, oh my God, I, I you freak know, out. Do you ever, so much. do you ever take the approach that, like I always tell people, if I'm working with someone else and they're hesitant to try something, oh. I'm, I always tell them, we can always take it away, you know, but mm-hmm. don't, cause if you're working with an artist and, and I've, I've had this before and, and they're hesitant to try things, it, it kills the creative process, right? And mm-hmm. you got to kind of explain to them, look, we're here to just explore. And, and, you know, you, you have to trust the producer to have a vision, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, something I completely relate to you with, I think here is being a songwriter, singer songwriter yourself. I think that people should trust you even more because you're you you are an artist as well. You know what I mean? So you, you it's kind of like the three sixty kind of the three sixty deal. Yeah, yeah. Except it's good. <laughs> yeah, in, in a good, yeah, yeah, not yeah. <laughs> not a three sixty record right. label deal. <laughs> three sixty. No. Uh, you know, exactly. you, you've got you've got all angles there. You know, it's kind of like that, the the director that still acts. Yeah, to remember what exactly. it's like to be directed, you know, you know, and I, I think that's a great way to describe it, because so many times when you're going into a, a recording session, having not done it before, um, be, being able to, to fill in those different positions in, in that in those roles, you know, having done a little bit of everything, it's like mm-hmm. you can communicate better with everybody else because you know what it's like, because you don't want to be recording someone, even even as an engineer, you know, working with someone who maybe maybe they're incredibly frustrated you know, they're having a bad day, that kind of thing. And you know what it's like because you've had bad days where you just can't, like, nothing sounds good. It's like when you wake exactly. up and your clothes are too tight and you're like, oh, I can't, I have nothing to wear. Exactly. Um, except musically, you know. Exactly. But it's, it's really, it's really a great thing. And I, I love doing it, engineering other people and um, also my stuff. Cool. Yeah, I feel like we could go on for days about that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll do a special just on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then something yeah. big happened. You composed, performed, and co-wrote 
the opening sequence for Bon Jovi's Because We Can International Tour. Yes. Now, how did that happen? How did that Bon Jovi happen? is like, uh-huh. Bon Jovi. Like. So I have some friends who, they, they needed a guitarist. My one, my one friend Steve needed a guitarist to play um, these parts. Um, he needed, because you can't have an opening sequence for a Bon Jovi show without some like, wow, wow, you know, you need, you need something. <laughs> And so he, my other friend texted me and said, do you have a um, talk box? And I was like, no, because who has a talk box? Um, and he goes, well, you need to go get one because I need you to go record these parts. And I, and I was like, uh, okay, I guess I will find it. So I put my feelers out, you know, asking, see if I could borrow a talk box from someone because I didn't know what it was about. Like, I just had like an idea. And so I, I, Borrowed a talk box. This is actually related to my funny story. Borrowed a talk box from a friend. The power supply was wrong. So you need a specific kind of power supply for this pedal. And I didn't have it. So I, here I am after doing a full day of work. And I need to get a talk box because there's a deadline for this project, which is like one in the morning. And like need to finish it before the end of the day because they're on the East Coast and they need to have a bounce of this stuff. And I go to find the, the right power supply for this talk box. I don't want to have to buy a talk box. No one, ha- no one uses those. That's like a very specific thing. <laughs> and, and uh, I go to Radio Shack. They don't have the right power supply. I go to Sam Ash. They don't have the right power supply. I go to call Guitar Center finally. And I say, hey, I was wondering, do you have talk boxes in stock? Because I really need one for this project. Like, and I just, I need it here and now. And the guy who I'm friends with now picks up, you know, who answers the phone is very perky and very excited to, you know, talk to me about getting a talk box because he's going to sell one because no one ever buys them. And then uh, he's like, hi, he's going to kill me. Hi, this is Patrick from Guitar Center. I have this talk box right here for you. Phil, just come on by. So I'm like, great. Go to Guitar Center. I walk in. At this point, I'm exhausted because I don't I don't even know, like, if I'm going to get this done in time or like what's going to happen if they're going to like it. And I'm like, I have to buy this thing because I need it. And he is super perky and I'm exhausted. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, what you doing? Doing some Bon Jovi covers? And I go, I go, oh, yeah, like kind of pretty much. And he goes, oh, you're being so silly. And I was like, no, like it like is actually like for Bon Jovi. And he goes, he goes, you're buying this for Bon Jovi? And I go, no, 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 no. And, And I just have to like, kindly like defer this like the situation just to a a different topic but it was like so surreal after having worked like a 10-hour day doing a session and then coming home and needing to finish this this thing um but the answer is really just like that my friend needed somebody and I I made the time to be there and then worked my butt off for like 20 hours straight we we stayed up we stayed up for days working on this project to just get the deadline and finish it um and I did it like in my pajamas. We had flash drives that we were throwing back and forth across his bedroom. We had two workstations where he was working with MIDI and I was working with the audio and, and I was tracking as I was going and we were throwing flash drives back and forth, um, working on it for hours and hours. And then I got to go see it played at the Staples Center. And I just laughed. That must have been I, cool. That must have was, been really weird. It was weird, so amazing. Though. It was the loudest I've ever been, you know, like I've ever heard my stuff you know, performed because the, I mean, I just never thought I would be able to do that. And then, um, I just laughed because people were going crazy, like right in the, sp- in the spots we were trying to arrange it. So we had like the first break where it's like, okay, people need to start cheering here. And then they did. And then we need people to start <laughs> screaming more right here. You know, we kind of had this whole like thing planned out. And then, um, 
I just laughed because I was in my pajamas the whole time. Like I was like, <laughs> you know, like nobody knew that it was me, you know, playing the guitar on that or like anything like that. It was just I was in my PJs and it's like billy, billy, billy. no one knew. So. See, I think the highlight of the story is that Patrick gets a shout on on a Bridge Atlantic here. I'm glad that Patrick gets the finally gets yeah, the credit exactly. he deserves for Patrick, you know. Patrick, I am so sorry that I made you sound Thanks, like Patrick. that because I you don't sound like that when you talk, and it was just a funny story. I swear, I, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry. We're gonna get Patrick on to do a response. I think. <laughs> I think that's just something that we do. Patrick Actually, we, we encourage Patrick to do a response video. He's very that. nice, Patrick. You're very nice, and I love all of the help that you've given me throughout the years of Guitar Center work. I promise. I swear. I swear to God. Um, I hope he's still gonna help you after this. He's well. I had my pedal board stolen out of my car a couple weeks ago and I texted him. He was the person I texted. I said, I said, Patrick, can you please help me? Because just send out like a blast to all the guitar center saying all this stuff is stolen. And he did it. Like, he, I don't even know if he was at work. He was just like being really helpful. And I was like, please help me. Cause that was the worst feeling ever. So should make fun of people of who are nice. Good feeling. <laughs> speaking of a good feeling, having your music on TV shows like dance moms and one life to live has to be uh, yeah. to counterbalance those bad feelings. See how I did a segue there? That was kind of that bad. Was, that I, was, no. I, I, you know what? It I'm could have impressed. been good if it was executed by a professional. <laughs> you need to just, you're faking it's it. executed really by me. Really good. It was, <laughs> I, I could edit this to make it look like it was really good, but I won't. <laughs> I think you just own it. I like I wanna, it. I want to know what Dance Moms is because it sounds like the most amazingly terrible show. Um, <laughs> But it, I love amazingly terrible shows. I like, think I do. I love them. Is that anything like those those terrible, terrible mothers that force their kids to be in pageants and it's, sexualize like little girls? Like, is that basically what it is? It's 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 just like that. Yes. Oh, awesome. It, um, it's it's basically like the soccer moms, oh, but of dance. That's sarcasm, by the way, people. Just before people are like, "Oh wow, Marcia thinks it's awesome that these terrible ladies are sexualizing little girls." That was sarcasm. It is not awesome. Uh, I, but your God. music was in it. That's awesome. But, well, that this, awesome. This, well, you see, here's the thing: is like I just don't. I this girl, um, she she did a dance. She they wrote a dance to one of the songs that I had done with my band Black Kettle and my friend Jonathan Aaron's, and. And um, she she like chore they choreographed it and everything and this little girl um, and she danced to it and it was awesome it was so cool watching because I was like no one's ever written a dance or like you know made a dance to something I'd done before but then it was so surreal because like the her mother is just so awful and I I watched it I actually watched Dance Moms because you know what I wanted her name to see, is um you the girl the, the girl's dancer. Mother? No, she's the she's like the lead. You know, she's like just, the, the girl in the show. In the show, like, okay. Well, I just wanted to give her a shout out to you okay. and uh, welcome <laughs> her to it. to give us a response on this video. Yeah, <clears throat> on this episode. Oh God, I'm so That's sorry. Why they do what they do? I mean, they're they're doing something right because they have a show and i mean <laughs> so does honey so that's like i know that's like saying the kardashians are doing something right because they've got a show exactly they're not doing very much right hey from a from a musical stand like from a career standpoint that's amazing you have your your music on there that is an amazing point Thanks. um Thank you. because hey you're not associated with the show they just used your song but other than that it was so weird 
I just, it was, it was cool. It was really cool to see. And then it was also like, wow, this show is crazy. You know, cause I didn't know that this was a thing until I, you know, that's but, like if Charles know, Manson ever covered your song. You're like, this is so cool, but wait, this is so not cool. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Controversial. I can't even imagine. But no, it actually Are you a got fan me, of One Life to Live? Um, I, I don't actually know much about One Life to Live. Yeah, no, is that a soap opera? Mm-hmm. It sounds like one for it's, soap operas. Yeah, it is. It's like a daytime, is, yeah. like Days of Our so, Lives, or yeah, oh, one of those like, terrible shit. I watched Days of Our yes. Lives once. It was the most amazing hour of my life. <laughs> Seriously, it was just the worst thing I've ever seen. But in such a way that I couldn't stop watching, I was actually like, right, like a train wreck. Whoa, it yeah, was so or a you car accident. Away. You just yeah, you know, I, I just, I just don't know how people watch it. I don't know how people watch oh, no, soap operas. Seriously, it was so good. <laughs> it was so bad. You I love bad for. I do. That, I love that paranormal show you watch. I, I watched like an Home episode or two, and I'm like, what's it called? It's Paranormal Home Inspectors. But you know what's funny? You know how you I was talking Netflix, to you. Yeah. You know how I was talking to you about it, and how it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. The women from the show favorited my tweet to you, <laughs> which was me being sarcastic, saying oh that my- I love this show. <laughs> she yeah. favorited it, and then I felt really bad, and I've not watched it since because I feel so bad. <laughs> Shout out to Paranormal um, Investigators. Yes. It was so as well. That's amazing. Yeah. So weird. Twitter is a strange place. Twitter so is Tiny Stills. Tiny Stills. Tiny that's Stills. Me. That's your new band. That's my band. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us about Tiny Stills and your new album, Falling is Like Flying. Sure. So um, Tiny Stills is me, my band, and this album I wrote. Um, actually, the, there's a crazy story behind this album. And what it is is that I was in a band that broke up after I went through this thing where I was working at a minimum wage job in Los Angeles as a baker. And we, we were working, me and my best friend, Charo, and a guy came in and robbed us at gunpoint. Oh. And so we, I know, this is the crazy story. That is story. a hilarious story. I love how Isn't you say hilarious? this is a funny story. So this is my funny story. <laughs> robbed us. And then um, my whole life kind of changed after that. Like my band broke up. I moved into a new place and all of my relationships that I had previously kind of changed. And this album is like the sunglasses, you know, the change of temperature, if you will, on all of those relationships that I had um, previously. And it's kind of like the first thing that I did after living through this like crazy thing that happened to me and like all of my relationships changed and all that. Right. So yeah. So all of these songs are kind of like the way everything changed after my life you know, that, that happened to me. So Tiny Stills was a project that I created in a, in a, and the name stems from the fact that each of these songs is like a little snapshot into my life. Um, Mm, for each person, for each person, each, each experience that I had, it's because so many times with songs, like it exists right now, like right now, this, this song may be applicable to my life and might be exactly what I'm feeling, but like in five years, maybe not. But right now it was like, that was what I felt. And that was how it was. And so I did a Kickstarter for this album I made this project under this name, this moniker. So I've got like a huge, I've got videos coming out and I've got, you know, I'm doing, which is crazy because I never thought being a musician, you would have to um, shoot videos and like make, like my friend Nate Little is making puppets for these videos and I'm I'm finding puppeteers. And it's like, it's like all this crazy stuff being a musician to promote this album, you know, which is really like as a musician, what you do. But anyway, you have to do all this other stuff as well. So, so I'm like super busy with that. And, um, 
promoting it. This episode it might cool. air after its release, so we'll just uh, add in there. It may have already been released, it so may go have buy also, it. <laughs> so you can Google yeah. that if you want. Yes, and um, buy it. <laughs> and buy it. But yeah, it's. I'm really excited to put it out. It's been a long time coming, and this is the first album I put out that's basically like I had a heavy hand in it. Like this was my. This is like my baby. You know. Nice. So I'm super excited. So Tiny Stills is your solo project. Yes. Right. And you decided to use a moniker. Why? Um, Because I didn't want to have to fight the stigma of being a female songwriter. Um, Because in terms of branding myself, which is something I think about a lot as a producer and someone who likes to see the forest, the bigger picture, um, I I didn't want to come across as being just an individual singer-songwriter. Um, because the way people perceive that is very specific. And even me as a musician, Mm -hmm. seeing individual female singer songwriters, there's, there's a stigma to that, that you ultimately have to fight from the get go. And I didn't want to have to, um, I didn't want to have to fight that. You know, that was a battle that I could, I can leave out of the equation in terms of getting, there's a stigma with, with, I wouldn't say stigma, but even with male singer songwriters, there is an Mm -hmm. expectation because that's myself. I use my own name and and I've debated before, you know, to use Mm -hmm. a band name or whatever, but I I do know there's, like you're saying, there's a separate stigma with females too. Um, Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. You don't want to have to deal with that. It sucks to have to say that. It really does. Um, It's reality though. But it's, it's the way, yeah, it's exactly, it's reality. And you kind of have to just be honest with yourself about it. And for a while I was going under my name and it just, and it was working. And, you know, there's something cool about being able to see your name next to mm-hmm. people who you're working with, you know, be like so-and-so and also like your name, you know, and you're like, yeah, that's me. That's my stuff. I'm, I'm working on it. It's me. You know, whereas like this name that, that I'm going under, it's it's a little bit vague, you know, because you don't necessarily know if, when you see it, if it's a girl singer, if it's a guy singer that, you know, you kind of have this this veil to to mm-hmm. what the music is that that you you can hide behind or, or not. Um and it was important to me because I, I just didn't want to have to to fight that battle. But but it works out. And, and I got a lot of advice as I was, like, trying to figure it out. You know, like, I, I asked a lot of my friends who are singer-songwriters who have, you just go under their name. You know, would you, have, would you have changed the way that you started your career? You know, would you have, if you could go back, would you have gone under a moniker? And they, they all said yes. So I was like, <laughs> see, it's so funny because I okay. started out as you a moniker yeah. and I dropped the, the, the moniker, you know, because the, yeah. the angle I took was once music is being released under my name, I have to make sure it's the best music that I, mm. at least best mm-hmm. by my subjective term that I'm right. most proud of because it's under my name. Right? right. But in the other angle of it, when you use a band name, you there's mm. um there's an you don't have to, like when it's your name, mm-hmm. you are the image. You have to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, when you use a name, you can create an image. Mm-hmm. aside from just your physical appearance, which is kind of appealing too, because then you're appealing, you, you can create a whole world, yeah. you know? So there's a pro, I think there's a complete pro to con to both, which I'm sure you would yeah. agree with having there was, be a yeah. pro and con. And it's not a difficult decision to make. Yeah. You kind of know, you know what feels right for you. And I think yes, you kind exactly. of go with that. And I think, I think you both made the right decisions. So good job, both of you. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you might even, uh, you might even decide to release something under your own name one day if it felt right. And maybe it's completely different from what you're doing with tiny stills. Yeah. I mean, you that's know? completely fair too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can change, but you know what, what else though? Like, I feel like going under your name means that you can never like you said before, you can never really backtrack from that. Like once you put mm-hmm. it on the internet and it's your name, it's like, even if you decide you're going to be a rock band here and then you want to be like a, I don't know, a funk singer, you know, or like mm-hmm. funk or get it, it's just completely changed to rebrand your name. 
which is yourself, it's really difficult. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. much more difficult. Absolutely. It's much more difficult to fight to get away from what you've already yeah. done. And in yeah. that sense, it's just like, who knows? I, I, I don't know what the future holds for me, but like this project, I'm just going to take as far as I can. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it's great that you go under your name and, and you know, it works for you. And your music is great, well, yeah, by the way. Oh, thanks. So is your. Yeah, I checked it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really great. I'm going to do a little heart there. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what? Like, yeah, exactly. There's pros and cons. Um, yeah. So tell us, what's the Michael Sarah incident? Oh, my God. Wait, did I tell you about the Michael Sarah incident? You told me that. Yeah. I do you not did. know about this. I just know I, it as the oh quote unquote, quote, yeah, quote I, Michael I know Sarah about incident. It. So I'm excited to hear about this. I told you. I don't remember telling you that. Um, okay. <laughs> So my band, I was in a band called Black Kettle for three or four years, and we went to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Um, in 2011, we went um, specifically. And we had just done a house show in L.A. It was cool. It was crazy. We, we did a house show where it was just our friends. They had people come and play. And there was this cool band that, like, Americana, before, like, Americana was, like, a big deal. Like, the Lumineers, like, before all that stuff happened. Um, and I was like, oh, I love this band. This is so cool. And this is, like, a banjo player. And there was a guitarist. And so we played the show and then basically, like, hit the road the next day and go to South by Southwest to play some shows. And we're walking down 6th Street, which is the street that has all the bars and all of the venues and it's super cool and there's like hundreds and hundreds of people on the street at any given time and we're walking and I spot this guy and I go oh my god that's the banjo player from the freaking show we just played like what are the odds that they're here at South by Southwest too like we just <laughs> saw each other that's amazing and so he walks past me and I reach out and I grab him as he walks by and he ignores me and I just am like turn to my bandmate I go that was rude like who, who, who does that like that's crazy and then I said I have to say hi because this is such a strange coincidence and so I run I run down the block because at this point like the crowd has drifted us far away run down the block I grab him I go hey oh my gosh do you remember me I totally we played a show together like two days ago and he goes no I don't mm -mm. And I go, no, 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 I swear to God, I swear to God, you play banjo, right? And he goes, no, I don't play banjo. <laughs> and, and I go, no, 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 I swear, I know you, I know you. We totally, we just played a show together. Like, you, you don't remember me? And he goes, he goes, no, I think you have me mistaken for someone else. And at this time, the girl that he's with, who is like very obviously like his girlfriend of sorts or something, looks at me like, who the heck is this? Like, I'm going to like, just piss. She's just angry. And, and I turn back to my bandmate. And she's looking at me and she's like, no. And, I, and I'm like, oh God, who is this? And then she, I'm like, so I apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, didn't mean to like bug you. And I walk back to her and she goes, why did you just grab Michael Sarah? Like, why did you just, why did you just grab Michael Sarah and run after him? And I was like, oh my God, because I'm so bad with like movies and actors. And, you know, like I'm just notoriously, I am bad at knowing people. Um, and, and so the, the cherry on top with that is that her, her sister ran into him later on at the festival and said, Oh my gosh, my, my sister's bandmate like grabbed you and said she knew you from a show. And his response was, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, shout out to Michael Sarah. So, <laughs> Michael Sarah, if you are watching, that was me. That was, I did that. So, Michael Sarah, and feel her free album's to on this video if you want. <laughs> So, um, someday I'm going to meet him again yes. and he's not going to remember me or maybe he will. He probably It'll will. be under probably different circumstances. circumstances. I know. Are you ready for 20 questions? Yeah, I think. 
Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. CD or vinyl? CD. Summer or winter? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Zero, sorry. Summer or winter? Uh, summer. Yeah. Pizza or pierogies? Oh, pierogies. I just made pierogies. I just, literally, they're right there. Pierogies. Okay. Like, yeah. And Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Melody or rhythm? Melody. Solo or band? Band. Indie or major? Indie. Rain or shine? Rain. Ghosts or toast? Ghosts. Yoga or yogurt? <laughs> yogurt. Frozen yogurt. Whiskey or beer? Whiskey. Cowboys or aliens? Cowboys. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> bon Jovi or baloney? <laughs> baloney. Baloney. Rick, Ricky Gervais oh. or Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin. Whale or kale? Kale. Bette Midler or the Riddler? The Riddler. And the final question, drum roll. <laughs> Ross or Marcio? Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. We went there. Oh, God. We are, we are actually there. We're right there now. We okay. Current and you only have two seconds. Marcio. Because <gasps> he's my new friend. Because he's, he's my... Ross, we go back. Though that's the thing. Is we... We go back. That's really the most hard. shocking. And so, that's the most shocking I, answer. I just, I just want to say it's because we're new friends, High five. High five. and not to, because, but we're old friends. So I feel like it, it's okay because I'm always going to be there for you in that way. I'm always, you know, we. I'll be there for you. you. <laughs> we, we should just let her keep on trying to explain herself yeah. out of this. <laughs> we're just that could be a segment in and of <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys can't. Oh. That's an awful question. It guys. is. I love that. It's really, it's really, it's so uncomfortably awkward. I love it. Does so everyone have that reaction? Uh, like, mostly. Oh. Mostly. Some people have said a, an amalgamation of both of us. Yeah. Some, some of them have been a bit pick. creepy though. Like the way they want to combine us and they want us to like join weird. us in some sort of yeah. melting pot. So some of them are a little bit weird. Study. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What That's sort of advice would you give to aspiring musicians? Um, my advice would be to not stop doing what you're doing because you never know when it's going to be the right time to be doing it. You just can't stop. You know, you got to be kind of crazy and just keep going even when it sucks. Being crazy think? is definitely, yeah. Also, <laughs> don't be afraid to tell bad jokes on stage. This <laughs> is something I am notorious for having done. Because how many times are you on stage, right? And people are like, tell a joke. Or they're like, free bird. And you're like, here's the thing. You're going to get what you're asking for, right? <laughs> so so just give them what they want. They want to show. It. Just bad joke it away. That's that's my only advice. Oh, Marcio, you'd be great at that. <laughs> <laughs> In your face. He's, he's so <laughs> yeah. bitter that you picked me. He's so bitter. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. We're good. Like, you and I are, like, yeah, so good right now. So you guys. so good. I'm so, so sorry. So what are you listening to these days? What's on your iPod? What um, do people check out? Ryan Adams. I'm listening to a lot of Ryan Adams. Um, I've not checked out his new record yet. You haven't? No. Do you recommend it? It's really good. I do, I do like... I like. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Some of this stuff, so I'm interested to hear it. I actually, cool. I, this, is, this is kind of a little bit... Um, blasphemy I suppose but I didn't really know much Ryan Adams until very recently and I decided that it was proof that I don't have friends because my friends would know <laughs> that I, I would love this and no one showed me and I felt really upset about it um but yeah the new Ryan Adams is really good he was on Letterman and did like a an encore of the same song which is oh wow when does that happen you know what though I think that's uh, an example of um the fact that you're a, a driven singer mm-hmm. songwriter producer engineer mixer the list goes on it's the consequences you have no friends <laughs> i can relate to that it's okay i'm not, it's yeah okay. yeah you know it leads to a lot of drinking yeah, alone in front of a computer is, is essentially what it comes down to because you're always busy but yeah right no ryan adams i would say that's cool. my suggestion cool. and awesome. where can people find you online tinystills.com tinystills.com it's tinystills on instagram and twitter and facebook so any of those platforms that you like the most perfect that's where awesome. i am this has been so much fun chatting <laughs> with you and uh, yes, getting to know you and you and i are best friends now so i know, I know. High five. relationship with ross might, no, like... might be downhill <laughs> but you know it's okay you lose we'll one you okay. gain one you know that's what it's all about yeah yeah you guys that's what it's all about controversial <laughs> Can't do it. I know. Hey, but yeah, this has been the most we, we've na- we've name dropped the most people on this, and, and bad <laughs> I mean, talk. I know. Bad talk shows you're on, like your music's on. <laughs> this is great. It's great. Yeah, it's really <laughs> good. Ratings are just gonna go way up, so we're. I good. hope we offend a lot of people with this one. I hope so too. I really I, do. I, I think we will. I mean, you've definitely offended me, so you know that's one. <laughs> that's one right off the bat. Right. And on that note, and on that note, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for you having made me. me. Supremely happy. <laughs> so. Sorry, Ross. Hey, hey, it's fine. Damn. We're much good. love. And uh, come on the show again soon, okay? We'll- yeah, tell us some bad jokes. Yes. I will. I will. Awesome. Bad joke. Right, hey, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Well, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So that those, is good. Those are a few of my favorites, I think, in terms of what everyone else thinks of me. But yeah. well, you mentioned that you're a multi instrumentalist. Um, yes. you've, you've learned a lot of different instruments, which is kind of, uh, like you said, your hands on, why leave it to somebody else? If you can do it yourself, mm-hmm. right? I, I can completely relate to that. Uh, but you studied at Berkeley, um, studied engineering. Yes. And, uh, so as a musician, what made you want to go on to the, uh, behind the scenes technical side of things? Um, when I was, so my first memory of music being something that I was passionate about was when I was listening to my dad's jukebox in our living room and he had um, Ain't No Mountain High 
on on it like so so he had all these like these records and stuff so and i used to push this button like on repeat and i used to stick my head like in in the middle of the jukebox like cause my head was small enough to fit in the like you know in between those like wooden slats in the middle so i would like stick my head in there and i would listen to it and and it was like I don't think my parents could have thought I was any more strange. Like that's the strangest thing I think you could see like a five-year-old doing. And I think after that, I decided that I really wanted to know more about like the recorded aspect of music because it seemed like the right way to like share what you do. You know, as like a songwriter, I wanted to be able to um, take, take my songs and like make sure that they translated to, you know, everyone who was listening and being able to record them was a huge part of being able to communicate that with other people. So right. I think that, that that was kind of what made me being a songwriter, you know, and, and loving recorded music um, from the get go, really, I think is why I wanted to go into engineering and learn more about that. Cause I love recorded music. I love recording and production and all that stuff so much. Well, I'm completely with you on that. I, I, I do yeah. the exact same thing as a singer-songwriter. I also the production engineering and mixing side of things. And people yeah. actually, I think some people underestimate the creativity that goes into that as well. Uh, right. Whether it's your own music or you're working with another artist, um, it really is a completely creative uh, expression. Um, uh-huh. You know, the way you approach your production or engineering or, or mixing. Especially mixing is my favorite thing too. I don't know about you. What would you pick out of production, engineering, and mixing? Um, you know you what? I think <laughs> if I have to pick one, I would pick arranging. Um, oh, okay. Because, yeah, yeah. which I think would fall under production because mm-hmm. when you have a great That's arrangement. That's a tough one. There, there's there's you know, like debate on where. Yeah. Where so I don't, I don't know where that would fall, but, but you know what I mean? Like having a great arrangement and having those instruments kind of fit together in the right way mm-hmm. makes mixing easier. makes everything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just the huge, it's like the puzzle, you know? And that's what it is. It's like, it's like recorded music is a puzzle that you're solving, you know, and you have all these different pieces or textures like colors or paints, you know, and you get yes. to just make you know, your own kind of, your own art, your own painting with all of these different textures and stuff, which is that, that's like my thing. I, oh my God, I, I you freak know, out. Do you ever, so much. do you ever take the approach that, like I always tell people, if I'm working with someone else and they're hesitant to try something, I'm, I always tell them, we can always take it away, you know, but mm-hmm. don't, because if you're working with an artist and, and I've, I've had this before and, and they're hesitant to try things, it, it kills the creative process, right? And mm-hmm. you got to kind of explain to them, look, we're here to just explore and, and, you know, you, you have to trust the producer to have a vision, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, something I completely relate to you with, I think here is being a songwriter, singer, songwriter yourself. I think that people should trust you even more because you're you you are an artist as well. You know what I mean? So you, you it's kind of like the three sixty kind of three sixty deal. Yeah, yeah. Except it's good. <laughs> yeah, in, in a good, yeah, yeah, not yeah. <laughs> not a three sixty record label right. deal. <laughs> three sixty. No. Uh, you exactly. know, you, you've got you've got all angles there. You know, it's kind of like that, the the director that still acts. Yeah, to remember what exactly. it's like to be directed, you know, you know, and I, I think that's a great way to describe it, because so many times when you're going into a, a recording session, having not done it before, um, be, being able to, to fill in those different positions in, in that in those roles, you know, having done a little bit of everything, it's like mm-hmm. you can communicate better with everybody else because you know what it's like, because you don't want to be recording someone, even even as an engineer, you know, working with someone who maybe maybe they're incredibly frustrated you know, they're having a bad day, that kind of thing. And you know what it's like because you've had bad days where you just can't, like, nothing sounds good. It's like when you wake exactly. up and your clothes are too tight and you're like, oh, I can't, I have nothing to wear. Exactly. Um, except musically, you know. Exactly. But it's it's really, it's really a great thing. And I, I love doing it, engineering other people and um, also my stuff. Cool. Yeah, I feel like we could go on for days about that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll do a special just on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then something yeah. big happened. You composed, performed, and co-wrote 
the opening sequence for Bon Jovi's Because We Can International Tour. Yes. Now, how did that happen? How did that bon happen? Because Bon Jovi is like, uh-huh. Bon Jovi. Like. So I have some friends who, they, they needed a guitarist. My one, my one friend, Steve, needed a guitarist to play um, these parts. Um, he needed, because you can't have an opening sequence for a Bon Jovi show without some like, wow, wow, you know, you need, you need something. <laughs> And so he, my other friend texted me and said, do you have a um, talk box? And I was like, no, because who has a talk box? Um, and he goes, well, you need to go get one because I need you to go record these parts. And I, and I was like, uh, okay, I guess I will find it. So I put my feelers out, you know, asking, see if I could borrow a talk box from someone because I didn't know what it was about. Like, I just had like an idea. And so I, I, borrowed a talk box this is actually related to my funny story borrowed a talk box from a friend the power supply was wrong so you need a specific kind of power supply for this pedal and i didn't have it so i here i am after doing a full day of work and i need to get a talk box because there's a deadline for this project which is like one in the morning and like need to finish it before the end of the day because they're on the east coast and they need to have a bounce of this stuff and i go to find the the right power supply for this talk box. I don't want to have to buy a talk box. No one, ha- no one uses those. That's like a very specific thing. <laughs> and, and uh, I go to Radio Shack. They don't have the right power supply. I go to Sam Ash. They don't have the right power supply. I go to call guitar center finally. And I say, Hey, I was wondering, do you have talk boxes in stock? Because I really need one for this project. Like, and I just, I need it here and now. And the guy who I'm friends with now picks up, you know, who answers the phone is very perky and very excited to, you know, talk to me about getting a talk box because he's going to sell one because no one ever buys them. And then uh, he's like, hi, he's going to kill me. Hi, this is Patrick from Guitar Center. I have this talk box right here for you. Phil, just come on by. So I'm like, great. Go to Guitar Center. I walk in. At this point, I'm exhausted because I don't I don't even know, like, if I'm going to get this done in time or like what's going to happen if they're going to like it. And I'm like, I have to buy this thing because I need it. And he is super perky and I'm exhausted. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, what you doing? Doing some Bon Jovi covers? And I go, I go, oh, yeah, like kind of (laughs) pretty much. And he goes, oh, you're being so silly. And I was like, no, like it like is actually like for Bon Jovi. And he goes, he goes, you're buying this for Bon Jovi? And I go, no, 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 no. And, And I just have to like, kindly like defer this like the situation to, to a, diff- a different topic but it was like so surreal after having worked like a t- 10 hour day doing a session and then coming home and needing to finish this this thing um but the answer is really just like that my friend needed somebody and i i made the time to be there and then worked my butt off for like 20 hours straight we we stayed up we stayed up for days working on this project to just get the deadline and finish it um and I did it like in my pajamas. We had flash drives that we were throwing back and forth across his bedroom. We had two workstations where he was working with MIDI and I was working with the audio and, and I was tracking as I was going and we were throwing flash drives back and forth, um, working on it for hours and hours. And then I got to go see it played at the Staples Center. And I just laughed. That must have been cool. That must have been really weird. It was so amazing. It was the loudest I've ever been, you know, like I've ever heard my stuff you know, performed because the, I mean, I just never thought I would be able to do that. And then, um, I just laughed because people were going crazy, like right in the, sp- in the spots we were trying to arrange it. So we had like the first break where it's like, okay, people need to start cheering here. And then they did. And then we need people to start <laughs> screaming more right here. You know, we kind of had this whole like thing planned out. And then, um, 
I just laughed because I was in my pajamas the whole time. Like I was like, <laughs> you know, like nobody knew that it was me, you know, playing the guitar on that or like anything like that. It was just I was in my PJs and it's like bleh, 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 bleh. no one knew. So. See, I think the highlight of the story is that Patrick gets a shout on on a Bridge Atlantic here. I'm glad that Patrick gets the finally gets yeah, the credit exactly. he deserves for Patrick, you know. Patrick, I'm so sorry that I made you sound Thanks, like Patrick. that because I you don't sound like that when you talk, and it was just a funny story. I swear, I, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry. We're gonna get Patrick on to do a response. I think. <laughs> I think that's that should be something that we do. Patrick Actually, we, we encourage Patrick to do a response video. He's very that. nice, Patrick. You're very nice, and I love <laughs> all of the help that you've given me throughout the years of Guitar Center work. I promise. I swear. I swear to God. Um, I hope he's still gonna help you after this. He's well. I had my pedal board stolen out of my car a couple weeks ago and I texted him. He was the person I texted. I said, I said, Patrick, can you please help me? Because just send out like a blast to all the guitar centers saying all this stuff is stolen. And he did it. Like, he, I don't even know if he was at work. He was just like being really helpful. And I was like, please help me. Cause that was the worst feeling ever. So should make fun of people of who are nice. Good feeling. <laughs> speaking of a good feeling, having your music on TV shows like dance moms and one life to live has to be uh, yeah. to counterbalance those bad feelings. See how we did a segue there? That was kind of that bad. Was, that I, was, no. I, you know what? It could have been good if it was executed by a professional. <laughs> you need to just, you're faking it's it. executed by me. <laughs> it's really good. It was... <laughs> I, I could edit this to make it look like it was really good, but I won't. <laughs> I think you just own it. I like I wanna, it. I want to know what Dance Moms is because it sounds like the most amazingly terrible show. Um... <laughs> But it, I love amazingly terrible shows. I like, think I do. I love them. Is that anything like those those terrible, terrible mothers that force their kids to be in pageants and sexualize like little girls? Like, is that basically what it is? It's 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 just like that. Yes. Oh, awesome. It, um, it's it's basically like the soccer moms, oh, but of dance. Sarcasm, by the way, people. Just before people are like, "Oh wow, Marcy thinks it's awesome that these terrible mothers are sexualizing little girls." That was sarcasm. It is not awesome. Uh, I, but your God. music was in it. That's awesome. But, well, that this, awesome. This, well, you see, here's the thing: is like I just don't. I this girl, um, she she did a dance. She they wrote a dance to one of the songs that I had done with my band Black Kettle and my friend Jonathan Aaron's, and. And um, she she like chore they choreographed it and everything and this little girl, um, and she danced to it and it was awesome. It was so cool watching because I was like, no one's ever written a dance or like you know made a dance to something I'd done before. But then it was so surreal because like the her mother is just so awful and I I watched it. I actually watched Dance Moms because you know what I wanted her name to see is? um you the girl the, the girl's dancer. Mother? No, she's the she's like the lead. You know, she's like just, the, the g girl in the show. In the it's show, like, okay. Well, I just wanted to give her a shout out to you, okay. and uh, welcome <laughs> her to it. to give us a response on this video. Yeah, <clears throat> on this episode. Oh God, I'm so That's sorry. Why they do what they do? I mean, they're they're doing something right because they have a show and I mean <laughs> so does honey but that's like I know well, that's like saying I mean, the Kardashians are doing something right because they've got a show exactly they're not doing very much right hey from a from a musical stand like from a career standpoint that's amazing you have your your music on there that is an amazing point Thanks. um Thank you. because hey you're not associated with the show they just used your song but other than that it was so weird 
I just, it was, it was cool. It was really cool to see. And then it was also like, wow, this show is crazy. You know, cause I didn't know that this was a thing until I, you know, that's but, like if you know, Charles Manson ever covered your song. You're like, this is so cool, but wait, this is so not cool. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Controversial. I can't even imagine. But no, it actually Are you a fan me, of One Life to Live? Um, I, I don't actually know much about One Life to Live. No, no, is that a soap opera? Mm-hmm. It sounds like yeah, one. For soap operas, yeah. It is. It's like a day is, yeah. Like Days of so, Our Lives or yeah, oh, one of those terrible shows. I watched Days of Our yes. Lives once. It was the most amazing hour of my life. <laughs> Seriously, it was just the worst thing I've ever seen, but in such a way that I couldn't stop watching. I was actually like... Right. Like a train wreck. Whoa. It yeah. Was so or a car accident. Away. You just yeah, want you know, to I, I just, I just don't know how people watch it. I don't know how people watch oh, no, soap operas. Seriously, it was so good. <laughs> it was so bad. You I love think bad programs. I do. That, I love that paranormal show you watch. I, I watched like an Home episode Inspectors. or two and I'm like... What's it called? It's Paranormal Home Inspectors. But you know what's funny? You know how you I was talking Netflix, to you. Yeah. You know how I was talking to you about it and how it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. The women from the show favorited my tweet to you, <laughs> which was me being sarcastic, saying oh that my. I love this show. <laughs> she yeah. favorited it, and then I felt really bad, and I've not watched it since because I feel so bad. <laughs> Shout out to Paranormal um, Investigators. Yes, it was so well. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so weird. Twitter is a strange place. Twitter so is Tiny Stills. Tiny Stills. Tiny that's Stills. Me. That's your new band. That's my band. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us about Tiny Stills and your new album, Falling is Like Flying. Sure. So um, Tiny Stills is me, my band, and this album I wrote. Um, actually, the, there's a crazy story behind this album. And what it is is that I was in a band that broke up after I went through this thing where I was working at a minimum wage job in Los Angeles as a baker. And we, we were working, me and my best friend Charo and a guy came in and robbed us at gunpoint oh. and so we I know this is the crazy that is story a hilarious story I love how Isn't you it say hilarious? this is a funny story so this is my funny story <laughs> robbed us and then um my whole life kind of changed after that like my band broke up I moved into a new place and all of my relationships that I had previously kind of changed and this album is like the sunglasses you know the change of temperature if you will on all of those relationships that I had, um, previously. And it's kind of like the first thing that I did after living through this like crazy thing that happened to me and like all of my relationships changed and all that. Right. So yeah. So all of these songs are kind of like the way everything changed after my life, you know, that, that happened to me. So tiny stills was a project that I created in a, in a, and the name stems from the fact that each of these songs is like a little snapshot into my life. Um, mm, for like each that. person, for each person, each, each experience that I had, it's because so many times with songs, like it exists right now, like right now, this, this song may be applicable to my life and might be exactly what I'm feeling, but like in five years, maybe not. But right now it was like, that was what I felt. And that was how it was. And so I did a Kickstarter for this album. I made this project under this name, this moniker. So I've got like a huge, I've got videos coming out and I've got, you know, I'm doing which is crazy because I never thought being a musician, you would have to um, shoot videos and like make, like my friend Nate Little is making puppets for these videos and I'm, I'm finding puppeteers. And it's like, it's like all this crazy stuff being a musician to promote this album, you know, which is really like as a musician, what you do. But anyway, you have to do all this other stuff as well. So, so I'm like super busy with that. And, um, 
promoting it. This episode it might cool. air after its release, so we'll just uh, add in there. It may have already been released, so go buy also, it. So you can Google <laughs> yeah. that if you want. Yes, and buy um, it. <laughs> and buy it. But yeah, it's. I'm really excited to put it out. It's been a long time coming, and this is the first album I put out that's basically like I had a heavy hand in it. Like this was my. This is like my baby. You know. Nice. So I'm super excited. So Tiny Stills is your solo project. Yes. Right. And you decided to use a moniker. Why? Um, because I didn't want to have to fight the stigma of being a female songwriter. Um, because in terms of branding myself, which is something I think about a lot as a producer and someone who likes to see the forest, the bigger picture, um, I, I didn't want to come across as being just an individual singer songwriter. Um, because the way people perceive that is very specific. And even me as a musician, mm -hmm. seeing individual female singer-songwriters, there's there's a stigma to that, that you ultimately have to fight from the get-go. And I didn't want to have to, um, I didn't want to have to fight that. You know, that was a battle that I can, I can leave out of the equation in terms of getting No, there's a stigma with, with, I wouldn't I say stigma, but even with male singer-songwriters, there is an mm -hmm. expectation, because that's myself, there, I use it, my own name. Exactly. And, and I, I've debated before, you know, to use mm -hmm. a band name or whatever, but I, I do know there's, like you're saying, there's a separate stigma with females too. Um, mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. You don't want to have to deal with that. It sucks to have to say that. It really does. Um, it's reality though. But it's, it's the way, yeah, it's exactly, it's reality. And you kind of have to just be honest with yourself about it. And for a while I was going under my name and it just, and it was working. And it, you know, there's something cool about being able to see your name next to mm -hmm. people who you're working with, you know, be like so-and-so and also like your name, you know, and you're like, yeah, that's me. That's my stuff. I'm, I'm working on it. It's me. You know, whereas like this name that, that I'm going under, it's, it's a little bit vague, you know, because you don't necessarily know if, when you see it, if it's a girl singer, if it's a guy singer, that, you know, you kind of have this, this veil to, to mm -hmm. what the music is that, that you, you can hide behind or, or not. Um, and it was important to me because I, I just didn't want to have to, to fight that battle, but but it works out. And, and I got a lot of advice as I was like trying to figure it out. You know, like I, I asked a lot of my friends who are singer songwriters who have, you just go under their name. You know, would you have, would you have changed the way that you started your career? You know, would you have, if you could go back, would you have gone under a moniker? And they, they all said, yes. So I was like, <laughs> see, it's so funny. Cause I okay. started out as a moniker yeah. and I dropped the, the, the moniker, you know, cause the, yeah. the angle I took was once music is being released under my name, I have to make sure it's the best music that I, mm -hmm. at least best mm -hmm. by my subjective term that I'm right. most proud of because it's under my name. Right? right. But in the other angle of it, when you use a band name, you, there's, mm -hmm. um, there's an, you don't have to like, when it's your name, mm -hmm. you are the image. You have to be, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, when you use a name, you can create an image mm -hmm. aside from just your physical appearance, which is kind of appealing too, because then mm -hmm. you're appealing, you, you can create a whole world. Yeah. You know, so there's a pro, I think there's a complete pro to con to both, which I'm sure you would yeah. agree with having there be a yeah. pro and con. And it's not a difficult decision to make. Yeah. You kind of know, you know what feels right for you. And I think, yes, you kind exactly. Of go with that. And I think, I think you both made the right decisions. So good job, both of you. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. You, you might even, uh, you might even decide to release something under your own name one day if it felt right. And maybe it's completely different from what you're doing with Tiny Stills. Yeah. I mean, that's you know? completely fair. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can change. But you know what? What else, though? Like, I feel like going under your name means that you can never, like you said before, you can never really backtrack from that. Like, once you put mm -hmm. it on the Internet and it's your name, it's like even if you decide you're going to be a rock band here and then you want to be like, a, I don't know, a funk singer, you know, or like mm -hmm. funk or get it, it's just completely changed to rebrand your name. 
which is yourself, it's really difficult. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. much more difficult. Absolutely. It's much more difficult to fight to get away from what you've already yeah. done. And in yeah. that sense, it's just like, who knows? I, I, I don't know what the future holds for me, but like this project, I'm just going to take as far as I can. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it's great that you go under your name and, and you know, it works for you. And your music is great, well, yeah, by the way. Oh, thanks. So is your. Yeah, I checked it out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's really great. There you go. Do a little heart there. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what? Like, yeah, exactly. There's pros and cons. Um, yeah. So tell us, what's the Michael Sarah incident? Oh, my God. Wait, did I tell you about the Michael Sarah incident? You told me about it, yeah. I do you not did. know about this. I just know I, it as the oh quote-unquote quote, yeah, Michael I know Sarah about it. incident. So I'm excited to hear about this. I told you. I don't remember telling you that. Um, okay. <laughs> So my band, I was in a band called Black Kettle for three or four years, and we went to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Um, in 2011, we went um, specifically. And we had just done a house show in L.A. It was cool. It was crazy. We, we did a house show where it was just our friends. They had people come and play. And there was this cool band that, like, Americana, before, like, Americana was, like, a big deal. Like, the Lumineers, like, before all that stuff happened. Um, and I was like, oh, I love this band. This is so cool. And there's, like, a banjo player. And there was a guitarist. And so we played the show and then basically, like, hit the road the next day and go to South by Southwest to play some shows. And we're walking down 6th Street, which is the street that has all the bars and all of the venues and it's super cool and there's like hundreds and hundreds of people on the street at any given time and we're walking and I spot this guy and I go oh my god that's the banjo player from the freaking show we just played like what are the odds that they're here at South by Southwest too like we just (laughs) saw each other that's amazing and so he walks past me and I reach out and I grab him as he walks by and he ignores me and I just am like turn to my bandmate I go that was rude like who, who, who does that like that's crazy and then I said I have to say hi because this is such a strange coincidence and so I run I run down the block because at this point like the crowd has drifted us far away run down the block I grab and I go hey oh my gosh do you remember me I totally we played a show together like two days ago and he goes no I don't mm-mm. And I go, no, 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 I swear to God, I swear to God, you play banjo, right? And he goes, no, I don't play banjo. And, and I go, no, 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 I swear, I know you, I know you. We totally, we just played a show together. Like, you, you don't remember me? And he goes, he goes, no, I think you have me mistaken for someone else. And at this time, the girl that he's with, who is like very obviously like his girlfriend of sorts or something, looks at me like, who the heck is this? Like, I'm going to like, just piss. She's just angry. And, and I turn back to my bandmate. And she's looking at me and she's like, no. And, I, and I'm like, oh God, who is this? And then she, I'm like, so I apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, didn't mean to like bug you. And I walk back to her and she goes, why did you just grab Michael Sarah? Like, why did you just, why did you just grab Michael Sarah and run after him? And I was like, oh my God, because I'm so bad with like movies and actors. And, you know, like I'm just notoriously, I am bad at knowing people. Um, and, and so the, the cherry on top with that is that her, her sister ran into him later on at the festival and said, oh my gosh, my, my sister's bandmate like grabbed you and said she knew you from a show. And his response was, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> oh, well, shout out to Michael Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Sarah, if you are watching, that was me. That was, I did that. So, Michael Sarah, and feel free her to out on this video October. if you want. <laughs> so um someday i'm going to meet him again yes. and he's not going to remember me or maybe he will he probably will be under different circumstances i know are you ready for 20 questions yeah i think 
Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. CD or vinyl? CD. Summer or winter? Oh, shit. Zero, sorry. Summer or winter? Uh, summer. Yeah. Pizza or pierogies? Oh, pierogies. I just made pierogies. I just, literally, they're right there. Pierogies. Okay. Like, yeah. And Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Melody or rhythm? Melody. Solo or band? Band. Indie or major? Indie. Rain or shine? Rain. Ghosts or toast? Ghosts. Yoga or yogurt? <laughs> yogurt. Frozen yogurt. Whiskey or beer? Whiskey. Cowboys or aliens? Cowboys. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> bon Jovi or baloney? <laughs> baloney. Baloney. Rick, Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? <laughs> Ricky Martin. Whale or kale? Kale. Bet Midler or the Riddler? The Riddler. And the final question, drum roll. <laughs> Ross or Marcio? Oh no! Uh-huh. Oh, no! We went there. Oh god. We are, we are actually there. We're right there now. We okay. Current- and you only have two seconds. Marcio. <gasps> because he's my new friend. Because he's he's my Ross. We go back though. That's the thing. Whoa. Is we we go back. That's really the most far shocking. And that's the most shocking. I, I just I just want to say it's because we're new friends. High five. High and five. not to, because, but we're old friends. So I feel like it, it's okay because I'm always going to be there for you in that way. I'm always, you know, we. I'll be there for you. you. <laughs> we, we should I'm just let her keep on trying to explain herself yeah. out of this. <laughs> we're that just could be a segment in and of just, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys can't. Uh, that's an awful question. It guys. is. I love that's why we it's have really, it. It's really. It's so uncomfortably awkward. I love it. Does so everyone have that reaction? Uh, like, mostly. Oh. Mostly. Some people have said a, an amalgamation of both of us. Yeah, some, some of them have been a bit picked. creepy, though. Like, the way they want to combine us and They want us to, like, join weird. us in some sort of yeah. melting pot. So some of them are a little bit weird. Study. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What That's sort amazing. of advice would you give to aspiring musicians? Um, my advice would be to not stop doing what you're doing because you never know when it's going to be the right time to be doing it. You just can't stop. You know, you got to be kind of crazy. And just keep going, even when it sucks. Being crazy think? is definitely, yeah. Also, don't be afraid to tell bad jokes on stage. This <laughs> is something I am notorious for having done. Because how many times are you on stage, right? And people are like, tell a joke. Or they're like, free bird. And you're like, here's the thing. You're going to get what you're asking for, right? So <laughs> so just give them what they want. They want a I show. Just bad joke it away. That's that's my only advice. Oh, Marcio, you'd be great at that. <laughs> In your face. He's so bitter that you picked me. He's so bitter. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. We're good. Like, you and I are, like, so good right now. You guys are so good. I'm so So, what are you listening to these days? What's on your iPod? What Um, do people check out? Ryan Adams. I'm listening to a lot of Ryan Adams. Um, I haven't checked out his new record yet. You haven't? No. Do you recommend it? It's really good. I do. I do like... I like some of his stuff, so... I'm interested to hear it. I actually, cool. I, this is, this is kind of a little bit, um, 
blasphemy, I suppose, but I didn't really know much Ryan Adams until very recently. And I decided that it was proof that I don't have friends because my friends would know <laughs> that I, I would love this and no one showed me. And I felt really upset about it. Um, but yeah, the new Ryan Adams is really good. He was on Letterman and did like a, an encore of the same song, which is, oh wow. when does that happen? You know what though? I think that's uh, an example of um, the fact that you're a, a driven singer, mm-hmm. songwriter, producer, engineer, mixer, the list goes on. It's the consequences. You have no friends. <laughs> I can relate to that. It's okay. I'm not, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it leads to a lot of drinking yeah, alone in front of a computer is, is essentially what it comes down to because you're always busy. But yeah. Right. No, Ryan Adams, I would say that's cool. my suggestion. Cool. And um, where can people find you online? Tinystills.com? tinystills.com it's tinystills on instagram and twitter and facebook so any of those platforms that you like the most perfect that's where awesome. i am this has been so much fun chatting <laughs> with you and uh, yes, you, know, you, you and i are best friends now so i know your relationship with ross might, no, it's like... <laughs> might be down the hill but you know it's okay you lose we'll one you okay. gain one you know that's what it's all about yeah yeah you guys that's what it's all about controversial <laughs> Can't do it. Hey, but yeah, this has been the most we, we've na- we've name dropped the most people on this, and, and bad <laughs> talk bad talk shows you're on, like your music's on. <laughs> this is great. It's great. Yeah, it's really <laughs> good. Ratings are just gonna go way up, so we're. I good. hope we offend a lot of people with this one. I hope so too. I really I, do. I, I think we will. I mean, you've definitely offended me, so you know that's one <laughs> that's one right off the bat. Right. And on that that. note, and on that note, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. You made me me. supremely happy. (laughs) Sorry, Ross. It's fine. Much love. And uh, come on the show again soon, okay? Yeah, tell us some bad jokes. I will. I will. Hey, take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week.